This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative Episode 107 A Sitcom Review in Chronological Order From the SFPP and Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, announcer Bond, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's wrap up the sitcoms of 1981. Give Me a Break premiered on NBC on October 29, 1981 at 9.30 p.m. Broadway's Nell Carter comes to TV in a throwback sitcom to a time when households had housekeepers. The wife of police chief Carl Kaniski, Dolph Sweet, gives Nell a deathbed request, take care of her family when she's gone. Wow, what a cheery concept. Kaniski has three teenage daughters, Katie, Carrie Michelson, Julie, Lori Hendler, and Samantha, Laura Jill Miller. A foster brother comes on in Season 3, Joey. Joey Lawrence. Whoa! Including older characters in a sitcom, especially those not in the best physical shape, is a risk. In this case, Sweet passed away during a summer break, so Nell became the head of the household. By that point, Carl's irascible father, John Hoyt, had moved in. Since the daughters were teenagers to start, they grew up and moved out over time. Julie married Jonathan, Jonathan Silverman, who moved in for a while before they both left. Without faux daughters to care for by season six, Nell moved to New York. The show was originally based in suburban California to check on Joey's absentee father, winding up assuming guardianship of Joey's younger brother, Matthew, Matthew Lawrence. There was also a supporting cast, Nell's frenemy Addie, Thelma Hopkins, Nell's mother, Rosetta Lenore, neighbors Maggie and Marty, played by Rosie O'Donnell and Paul Sand. Now, we covered Dolph Sweet in episode 101 for When the Whistle Blows, Lori Hendler and Thelma Hopkins in episode 99 for A New Kind of Family, Paul Sand in episode 73 for Paul Sand and Friends and Lovers, and we'll get to Jonathan Silverman and Matthew Lawrence for their better-known roles down the line. Nell Carter began singing on a gospel radio show and in a church choir before moving on to coffee houses. She was raped at 16, giving birth to a daughter that she later sent to live with her sister. She moved to New York City, quickly getting on stage, although it would take several years for a hit, Ain't Misbehavin', winning her a Tony, a Drama Desk Award, and a Theater Guild Award. She would later win an Emmy for the TV remake. Carter would reprise the role a decade later and Annie a decade after that. She dropped out of Dreamgirls for a role on Ryan's Hope. Movies included Hair, you can hear her voice on the soundtrack, Modern Problems, and Swing. She would recur or be a regular on The Misadventures of Sheriff Lobo, You Take the Kids, and Hangin' with Mr. Cooper. Give Me a Break would earn her two Emmy and Golden Globe nominations. Carter passed in 2003. Kara Michelson was a child actress who did quite well, then got out of the business. 
She sang on a Sesame Street soundtrack and did some off-Broadway work along with guest TV roles and this series. She's now a motivational speaker as well as a host on QVC. Laura Jill Miller started on the stage in Dinner Theater and appeared in a Broadway revival of The Music Man with Dick Van Dyke. This led to Give Me a Break. After the show and college, she appeared on Nick's The Amanda Show before moving primarily to voice work with a lot of anime, Digimon, Escride, Higglytown Heroes, Blood Plus, Clifford's Puppy Days, Naruto, The Life and Times of Juniper Lee, Lucky Star, No Dem Cantabiri, Winx Club, Wow Wow Wasby, Psy Girls, The Doc Files, Curious George, Henry Huggle Monster, OK KO, Let's Be Heroes, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie, Beast Stars, Doc McStuffins, and The Loud House, along with dozens of video games. Joey Lawrence started as a child in commercials, later singing on The Tonight Show at age five. After guest spots on other NBC sitcoms, he got the role on Gimme a Break. This was the beginning of a long run of TV work. Blossom, Brotherly Love, which featured two of his real brothers, American Dreams, Run of the House, Half and Half, Melissa and Joey, the just-completed Hawaii Five-0, and a ton of TV movies, many for the Hallmark Channel. Film work includes Summer Rental, Oliver and Company, the lead voice role, and Radioland Murders. Of course, he's also a singer, hitting the Billboard Top 100 with Nothing My Love Can't Fix, later releasing singles in the 2010s. Competing on Dancing with the Stars got him to third place. John Hoyt is a face you would definitely recognize, especially if you're into schlocky movies. He got a master's degree from Yale and taught at the Groton School for two years. Then it was off to Broadway, Overture in 1931, Valley Forge, Julius Caesar, The Man Who Came to Dinner, as well as a long career in films from the 40s to the 80s. My Favorite Brunette, Everybody Does It, When Worlds Collide, the Student Prince, Blackboard Jungle, The Conqueror, Babyface Nelson, Spartacus, Cleopatra, Desperately Seeking Susan, and a set of films you might have seen on MST3K or Riff Tracks, Lost Continent, Attack of the Puppet People, X, The Man with the X-Ray Eyes, and The Time Travelers. Mostly before becoming a mainstay as a TV guest star, as well as recurring on Cavalcade of America, Burns and Allen, Lux Radio Theater, Matinee Theater, Playhouse 90, Zane Gray Theater, Perry Mason, The Virginian, Hogan's Heroes, and Meeting of Minds. He also played the original Doctor on the pilot of Star Trek, playing Dr. Boyce. Give Me a Break was his final role, racking up 252 IMDb credits overall. Hoyt passed in 1991. Rosetta Lenore suffered from rickets as a child. Her godfather, Bill Bojangles Robinson, taught her to dance to overcome it. She would go on to Broadway and other stage work, Anna Lucasta and the film version, Destry Rides Again, I Had a Ball, A Cry for Players, The Sunshine Boys, and the film version, God's Favorite, The Royal Family, Bubbling Brown Sugar, which would go on to win a Tony, and You Can't Take It With You. Lenore also founded the AMAS Musical Theater Company and became a successful Broadway producer. Actors' Equity established an award in her name for effective use of non-traditional casting. Film work included Fritz the Cat, Moscow on the Hudson, and Brewster's Millions. She recurred or was a regular on Ryan's Hope, Amen, and Family Matters as Mother Winslow. Lenore passed in 2002. 
Rosie O'Donnell started as a stand-up in the early 80s, getting her big break on Star Search, which led directly to Gimme a Break. She was also a regular or recurred on Stand By Your Man, Nip Tuck, Drop Dead Diva, Web Therapy, The Fosters, Smilf, I Know This Much Is True, and toured the game show circuit. She became a movie star in the 90s, A League of Their Own, Sleepless in Seattle, Fatal Instinct, I'll Do Anything, The Flintstones, Exit to Eden, Tarzan, but may be best known for a long-running eponymous daytime talk show, winning six daytime Emmys, also winning a primetime Emmy for hosting the Tonys, and a tempestuous run on The View. Give Me a Break was never in the top 30, but was a big hit for NBC, running six seasons. Might have run longer if not for the death of Dolph Sweet and the resulting switch in concept. Nell was, at heart, a singer, so the writers came up with excuses for her to sing, along with guest stars for duets. Otherwise, she plays another in a long line of sassy housekeepers making wisecracks. A 1985 episode was broadcast live as a gimmick, and in what would never happen today, another episode featured Joey performing in blackface. The series moved into syndication and can be seen on My Network TV and Antenna TV. Surprisingly, for such a long-running show, it's not available on the major streaming platforms. I found some episodes on YouTube. Carter sings the opening theme, of course. It shows her taking a photo of the family, which is hilarious as you see it radically change as the cast changes. The episode screams 1980s as the daughters are listening to a Walkman and watching MTV, respectively. The whole episode is about the kids watching too much TV as you watch a sitcom on TV. So, of course, the whole family goes without it for a night. Wackiness ensues. Ironically, there's no references to NBC shows. They mostly talk about Dynasty. Nell's character seems like a bully here. Lewis and Clark premiered on NBC on October 29, 1981 at 8.30 p.m. Gabe Kaplan returns to TV but doesn't do very well. He plays a New Yorker named Lewis who follows a trend of the time, the urban cowboy, moving his family to Luckenbach, Texas to own a country western club. Eileen Graff plays the wife and Amy Linker and David Hollander play the kids. Gweech Cook plays the manager, Clark, Michael McManus, the bartender, Wendy Holcomb, the waitress, and Aaron Fletcher, the town drunk. We covered Gabe Kaplan in episode 77 for Welcome Back, Cotter. This was his final shot at TV, becoming a pro poker player and Vegas performer after that. We covered David Hollander in episode 80 for What's Happening and Gweech Cook in episode 86 for Carter Country. Eileen Graff originally worked as a background singer before moving to the stage. Promises, Promises, Grease, I Love My Wife. Then spent the 80s as a TV mom on Mr. Belvedere, returning for Heart of Dixie decades later with lots of TV guest roles in between. This was Amy Linker's first major acting role and would go on to square pegs a year later. She would then go on to earn her master's in social work and is now a therapist. Michael McManus started with guest TV roles and with film work, Mother Jugs and Speed, The Kentucky Fried Movie, Poltergeist, Moving Violations, Police Academy 4, Action Jackson. He would go on to recur on Baywatch and Night Court and retired in 2001. Wendy Holcomb was better known as a country singer and banjo player. 
She appeared on Nashville on the Road and a number of TV specials in the late 70s. This was her only scripted series. Holcomb died of a heart defect in 1987 at the age of 23. Lewis and Clark was not the comeback Gabe Kaplan was looking for. It was gone in 13 episodes, some of which were burned off during the following summer. Kook in real life owned Lukenbach, Texas, having purchased it as a ghost town in the late 70s. One episode included a mini Cotter reunion with Robert Hedges and Lawrence Hilton Jacobs as guest stars. Most internet links mistakenly point to the Lois and Clark Superman series, but I did find the opening credits. Predictably, it's a country song explaining the show's concept. Open All Night premiered on ABC on November 28, 1981 at 8 p.m., a short-lived sitcom centered on a convenience store and all the crazies that come in to shop. George DeZunza stars as the father with Susan Tyrell as his wife and Sam Whipple as his stoner son. Bubba Smith plays the night manager with Jay Charsis and Beaver Leigh Banfield as police officers and regulars. George DeZunza was born in Germany just as World War II was ending and had spent his early years in a displacement camp. The family emigrated first to Amsterdam, then to the U.S. in the mid-50s. George had already appeared in films The Happy Hooker and The Deer Hunter and did some TV guest work prior to Open All Night. A decade later, he would be one of the first main cast members of Law & Order, leaving after season one once he realized he wasn't the show's star. He would go on to Jesse, Hack, and Grey's Anatomy, as well as voice work on Batman the Animated Series as the Ventriloquist and Superman the Animated Series as Perry White as well as films Basic Instinct, Crimson Tide, Dangerous Minds, and Instinct, he retired in 2011. Susan Tyrell's mother was a diplomat and her father an agent for William Morris. Susan went on to Broadway in Cactus Flower, King Lear, A Cry of Players. She did a number of TV guest roles. Open All Night was her only regular TV role. Films include Fat City with an Oscar nomination, I Never Promised You a Rose Garden, Avenging Angel, Far From Home, Cry Baby, and Powder. Due to complications from a blood disease, her legs were amputated under the knee in 2000, and she passed in 2012. Sam Whipple would go on to Baghdad Cafe, The Larry Sanders Show, and Seven Days, as well as films This Is Spinal Tap, The Doors, and The Rock. He passed in 2002 at age 41 from cancer. Jay Tarsus is far better known as a writer and producer. He was an exec producer of The Bob Newhart Show, The Tony Randall Show, Buffalo Bill, The Days and Nights of Molly Dodd, and Public Morals, a regular writer on We've Got Each Other and The Carol Burnett Show, but also worked as an actor, The Duck Factory, The Days and Nights of Molly Dodd, My Boys, and also appeared in films The Great Muppet Caper and Teen Wolf. His daughter Jamie was at one point the chief of ABC Entertainment. Not sure why he appeared in this series, which he also created, maybe to save money? Beaverley Banfield had already appeared in Roots the Next Generation and The Curse of Dracula before Open All Night. She went on to Emerald Point NAS, The Flintstones Kids, Voice Work, and the 90s Burke's Law reboot. And we covered Bubba Smith in episode 102 for Semi-Tough.
Open All Night was not a hit, with a total of 12 episodes, two of which never aired. Elvira and a young David Letterman make guest appearances, though. Found an episode on YouTube with a very peppy opening theme that explains the premise in excruciating detail. The family actually lives behind the convenience store, which seems very dangerous. The show is rather depressing. I was more interested in the comic book spinner rack in the background. Ooh, an Atari basketball arcade game. That finishes up 1981. Out of only 13 sitcoms, four survived past their first seasons for a success rate of 30%, although some of them should get an asterisk at best. The Survivors, Harper Valley PTA, Private Benjamin, Love Sydney, and Give Me a Break, the only real hit. So why few sitcoms that year? Well, first off, the networks were still reeling from Fred Silverman's failed reign at NBC and the resulting spate of canceled shows. Also, a new, actually returning format was eating up time slots, the nighttime soap. Conventional wisdom at the time was that sitcoms were done like westerns were in the early 60s. Conventional wisdom would soon be proved wrong. We'll move on to 1982's sitcoms in our next episode. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Well, I'm filing this episode in the archive. Tune in next time.